Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Hi, welcome. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm one of your astrologers today. And, you know, you can get readings with me at my website at divineandrogen.com, which is in the description um, if that's something you seek. And Hollis does excellent readings, I'm just going to say. <laughs> I'm Bright Hawk. I'm the author of The Dancing Hippo. I'm also an artist. You can see my art at Bright Hawk Art at Etsy, the Etsy stores. And uh, you can learn more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. And our friend LaCrosse Ortiz, who you can find on all the social media sites, is uh, busy this week, but we send them love and this. Yeah, and he does like the editing and stuff, but he also makes a great um, book for studying tarot. Mm-hmm. And so you can totally check it out and it's in the description, okay? Yeah, exactly. And this week we're going to be talking about November 6th to the 12th, 2023 in astrology. Oh but my. before that. Okay. So I want to invite you to just take a moment, take a deep breath. Ground in your seat. Feel your feet on the floor if you can. Feel your bottom in the chair. And just try to relax your body. And become fully present in your body. you to come out to come out under a night sky with the dark sky above you and the stars all over overwhelming understanding of Saturn. Saturn brings boundaries, restrictions, limitations, Therefore, it represents things like a system, 
sometimes religions and other things in our cultures that create those things structures limitations boundaries sometimes we create our own system and as Saturn spins around for you helps you recognize your own system, your own way of life, your own structure, your lifestyle. choices about your system, your way of doing things, and as you make choices, remember that Saturn is also karmic, and when we choose certain things, Saturn may choose to reward us with good results. problems to exist in the background, those things could come up and bite us in the ass later. And the choices that you make day to day are exactly what builds your lifestyle job you do, what you do with your spouse or your friends, where you spend your time, where you spend your energy. All of those are personal choices, our personal lifestyle. personal lifestyle beyond our control. personal responsibility for those things. We can feel the karmic light from Saturn rewarding us. And we can know that there are good things in front of us as we proceed forward in our lives. Feel your feet on the floor. 
relax your ankles, feel your bottom on the seat, wiggle your hands, open your eyes, and come back, come back to the here and now. For the journey out to Saturn, which is very significant in my chart right now, <laughs> we just figured out that Saturn has been sitting at zero degrees. I mean, moving seconds. You know, there's 60 seconds in a minute of astrology, right? But it's been literally sitting at uh, zero degrees since November, the beginning of November, the first week of November. And it will stay there until the last week of November. For the whole month of November. Yeah. But they don't know oh, no, what the wait. significance of that is for you. Well, for me, it feels like Saturn has pirouetted on zero degrees, which is where my Saturn is, zero degrees Pisces. And now, finally, it's going to move forward. But it's moving forward at such a glacial rate that for one degree, it took three weeks and now it's finishing its retrograde and it's going to take another three is weeks. Is this the last time it retrogrades on your Saturn? Yeah, this is the, so sometimes. Well, for 27 years. Anyway. Yeah, so, so, so for some people, when you have your Saturn return, sometimes it's three passes, you know, Saturn will come past your natal, then it'll retrograde past and then it'll go forward. So for me, instead of it doing that, it went past and that was back in October, I think, or even earlier. It started but, approaching your oh, Saturn and your Saturn ago. return began. Oh, my Saturn return began much earlier in the year mm -hmm. um, when it was within a few degrees. <clears throat> and then, so for me, it's not been a three pass kind of Saturn return. It's been a, it went past, then it came back and it just sat there and, and it just pirouetted on it that's what i want to say took a break it and put its feet up rotated oh, that's pretty nice right here you know <laughs> so it's been by the time it's done and moves on it will have been seven weeks on zero degrees so how does this so what is brighthawk talking about she's talking about her saturn returns she's in her second saturn returns we all have a saturn returns every 27 years or so okay and so you may remember your first one, um, assuming you're over 27, and you could be like, oh, yeah, between 27 and 30, I and changed jobs, changed relationships. Um, yeah, remember those big changes yeah. between about 26, maybe? Might have started when you were 26. It depends on like what sign it's in and degrees and da da da. And if it does the retrograde thing on or near your your Saturn, um, I think I think that if you are in your Saturn returns in any way, shape, or form, you want to be paying attention, whether it's your first one or your second one. Yeah. It's... Um. Saturn is definitely if you don't pay attention, look out for the two by four because it will get you. And for me, I realized tons of things changed in my first Saturn return, and it was really hard. If that's at least how it felt in the moment. And <clears throat> but at the end of it, I was like, I created the life I had always wanted. I started drumming. I found through the drum my spiritual community. Um, it was obviously very life changing. Mm -hmm. But it really, it really um, 
got my attention, let's just put it that way, because I don't think I was quite paying attention and uh, boy, did it get my attention. And mm -hmm. the thing that I really heard, followed and still believe, and I'm still following it is if you do your work and only you know what that is. And when you sit and you're quiet with yourself, you know what your work is, you know what you're supposed to do. And Saturn basically demands that you do it. Saturn asks, so what are you going to do about it? So what are you doing about it? Saturn doesn't want to hear excuses, doesn't want to hear, I'm gonna, wait a or minute. Or victimization. I'll do it next week or whatever it is. That's, so when it feels like there's a persistent knocking at your door from life for like demanding that you level up is what I also like to say. And I think that's a beautiful thing when life says, okay, here's the opportunity, but in order to do it, you're going to have to level up. And usually we're like, yes, the opportunity. Oh my God, I didn't know I was going to have to work this hard. Shit. Okay, I better level up. And that's what we do. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. That's how we mature. That's how we get what we really want. And I think it there's forces a... us to make our intention clear. Yeah, and I don't think it's like your Saturn returns, you decide to change. It's not usually that simple. I know it wasn't for me. My first Saturn returns was like, I ended up in a spiritual community because I wanted to get more spiritual and deeper because that's who I really was. Um, eventually in that spiritual community, I learned a lot of things. Um, I, you know, I also even learned about myself a lot and I learned what I was not. So I actually ended up um, walking away from that community because it was pretty toxic. And then, um, and then, you know, I also, redefined myself in that whole process and then so like the beginning of it was like finding that spiritual community and stuff but then the end was establishing myself as a drag king and um doing a lot of yoga and uh reiki on myself and healing my trauma um and doing a lot of uh, a lot of yoga <laughs> and a lot of um food like i lost a lot of weight and did a lot of food revolution stuff all of that all of that came about in the second half of my saturn returns so this is not something that happens in like a couple of days or even a week or even a year right it's like several years and sometimes usually it's between like 26 27 is kind of like when you start to see the changes and then it will go until you know you're in 30. your 30s yeah. um it could be 30 31 mm -hmm. and uh it'll be several years um you know and it's kind of a process in which you begin to change and mine led me to go what the hell am i in this toxic community for i gotta walk away from this and you know i gotta i gotta lose weight and and uh and i have to eat better and i have to heal this trauma right that i recognized i had because that's what got me into the toxic community right was my trauma because i was attracted to them because we were all mutually ill mentally ill so that's what i'm talking about mm. um so my saturn is in the ninth house um and it's in cancer so that cancer has a lot to do with extra weight um, and if you have a lot to do with like being overweight or whatever, cancer will, cancer has a little bit to do with that in medical astrology. And then on top of that, it's in the ninth house closer to my MC, which makes it more about like meditation and Buddhism. And, um, it's a little bit more of like a spiritual, uh, the ninth house is kind of spiritual and it's about higher thinking. And, um, so okay and it's kind of squaring my chiron okay which is the trauma right okay now bright hawks is in the fifth house so that's like creativity and um yours is on the line of fifth and sixth house so that has a lot to do with your work in the world and what you do day to day like your daily living and yeah, it's your no creativity surprise that i like to be of service that's no surprise because service and and fun and community all kind of hooks up there and my, i in my saturn configuration we talk a lot about the uh, yods and finger of god which is a um quincunx right based on quincunxes yeah mm -hmm. uh, which is 
pretty intense energy. It's faded energy. It's energy that you don't have a lot of choice about. So the way it's configured in my chart, it tells me a lot about, oh, okay, so spirituality and community is very important to me as long as creativity, right, mm -hmm. and creativity and of course integrity because I have Virgo rising is very important to me, you know, and, and if you look at our charts and you, you put two astrology charts together, that's called a sinistry reading and our charts have tons of touch points that are just like wow we are meant to be so sometimes i represent saturn for her because <laughs> um, they're with the conjunct because <clears throat> my saturn is on top of her moon which is part of her yacht um so no surprise, yeah i so, immediately made you my business owner right manager right so saturn manager. saturn can be really good for like business and work because because yeah, it rules capricorn yeah and capricorn is great at business and practical and and what needs to be done and let's get it done very grounded and you know capricorn mm -hmm. is an earth element and it's um it's also a cardinal sign so it's very strong i found it absolutely irresistible when my saturn returns to uh resist like doing my own business like every time i would try to like go to get a job or whatever it would not work for me hmm. and my saturn's up on my mc but it's in the ninth house and um and i just would get You're like, like meant to be like it wouldn't yeah like it wouldn't work for me like every time i would try to do it so if you're wondering about your work in the world you want to look at where your saturn is absolutely and you just want to know where it is so if you're like trying to work on your career or anything like that look at where saturn is and what it's aspecting, what lines are leading to it. Um, <clears throat> even if they're hard lines, square is uh, is just something you have to master. And uh, so, yeah, so we'll talk more about that as we go on. But I just suggest that, you know, you look at Saturn. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. It's and right now, good to pay attention to Saturn is in Pisces. Yes, it's and sitting at zero degrees, has been for three weeks, will be for another three weeks. So Saturn is is over the weekend that just happened before you hear this broadcast, the fifth. Um, Saturn like kind of <laughs> and uh, stops going backwards, which it, it's been retrograde for quite some time now. And now it's going to go forward. Um, so on Monday, it actually starts to move forward only by a few seconds and pretty slow, like Brighthawk described, but it is starting to move forward. But good grief is progress slow. So if you're doing something with business or something's happening in that department, don't be surprised if progress is slow. Okay. Try to be patient um, is what I would say, but at the same time, I try to celebrate every bit of progress. So when I'm working on, especially if I'm working on like a business project or something like that, when, when, when little things, you get little things done. Okay. Well, I got a little bit of writing done today. I got, I got, you know, phone calls made today or whatever it is, whatever the small thing is, just celebrate that you got that. Yeah, Saturn is about meeting your obligations. So even if it's a little tiny bit of progress, if you are trying to fulfill the things that you are, you've made an obligation to do, yay, you're winning. <laughs> and if there's anything else at zero degrees in your chart, or even at like 28, 29, or zero one or two degrees saturn could be squaring it or trining it depending on how far apart it is so you might want to look at that and saturn is in pisces so um so you want to look at where pisces is in your chart and if you're like oh my gosh hollis i have a pisces sun or my moon is in pisces what does that mean <laughs> it just means that it's probably going to pass over so like if it's your moon let's just say you have a Pisces moon and the Saturn is moving over your Pisces moon. Um, you're like, oh, my moon's at two degrees. Pi yeah, well, here comes Saturn. 
and Saturn's gonna say are you managing your emotional structure well and are you taking personal responsibility for your emotions you know and then also look at what house it's in so that will also make a difference like where it's going to affect your life you know whether it's your identity or your daily living or or you know your um the way you think or your system or your spirituality or maybe your career okay so those are the kinds of things you need to be paying attention to i would highly recommend that you look at your chart find out where saturn is um find out what else is in pisces and what it might be affecting and what house it's in okay uh because that's probably the biggest thing that will be happening for most of the month um so just i think it's like the biggest aspect for most of the month now pluto is trining venus which is great um it's also squaring um Pallas athena but pluto trine venus is the trine there is actually more significant because um that's about change maybe to your finances or whatever but in a good way so maybe finally you'll start you know making a little bit more money or figuring figuring out a way to save money or something like that or you know you might just get some things uh could also be about things or it could be about love and relationships it probably is going to depend on where venus is in your chart so i would look at where venus is in my chart and i would know that pluto which is about change and death and power and control and get a good idea and a trine is a blessing trine is easy going okay so that's that's where uh that's going to come up and now neptune is also trining mercury so um this makes me think about the psychics out there uh if you're a channeler um if you do any kind of channeling uh neptune trine mercury is going to make going to make that really simple if you're doing psychic readings um you probably want to hold on to that especially make sure you're doing readings in this week um and you know you'll be better at them closer to this day and i think that's been going on for a little while and will continue to go on for a couple of days this this week so you know i would uh i i would pay attention to it i wouldn't change many of my strategies of just keep don't like you might have some desire to change maybe because of saturn's pool um but don't don't change like your structure or anything like that that you do just just keep it the old way for this week anyway okay well um we are still post uh, the eclipse season, you know, we we feel sort of the echo of that for a couple of weeks. And um, you can see the nodes. Uh, the nodes are what we call the luminaries of the moon. And they're still obviously in Libra and uh, uh, Aries. And so um, right now the waxing, sorry, the waning crescent moon is in, ver it, well, in this, you took the snapshot at a different time than I did. It's moving from Leo to Virgo in this particular chart. Oh yeah. In this, yeah. In this chart, it's at 20, 29 Leo. So yeah. Yeah. So when it moved, it's later in the day, in like an hour after the snapshot, which was at 11, 11, it'll be in the, it'll be in Virgo. And we know Virgo's very practical and um I've I've talked a lot about the as the traits of each sign and now lately I've been talking a little bit more about helping us understand who the ruler is of that sign because that's who the moon ends up answering to. So the ruler of Virgo is Mercury. Um and in some cases Chiron as well, although Chiron's not really always rooted to a rulership, but that that's where it would be associated as Vir, is Virgo, because Virgo's a healer, a nurturer, uh, you know, looks after things. Um, so the moon is answering, is answering to Mercury, and Mercury is currently in um, Scorpio, the last bits of Scorpio. 
<clears throat> and Scorpio, of course, is ruled by Mars, and Mars is right there in Scorpio. So then you end up with uh, the Sun and Mars right there are going to be getting closer and closer, conjuncting, and Mars ends up being quite the power player in this sky. Mm. So, um, so the um, so if Moon is opposite, if it's moves into zero degrees just an hour after this chart, which makes sense to me, that means it's in opposition to Saturn. Yes. Because Pisces and, and Virgo are opposite. Yes, and T-squaring to Mercury. Ah. Mm. And see how we have mm -hmm. a T-square, mm -hmm. Moon, opposite Saturn, and mm -hmm. you go to the top, and there there again we, we go to Mercury, Mercury to Mars, boom. So <laughs> it's kind of an interesting like power play in Scorpio right now, and um, with it Mars and its ruler. Mm -hmm. sure. I'm just thinking about how Saturn uh, going Saturn going forward now, um, and sort of you know slowly moving forward. It could feel a little frustrating, especially for Vir Virgo who loves progress, um, who loves to you know have practical. Uh, examples of what's going on that could mm. be frustrating. Mm. I could see that being frustrating. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for helping us understand that. Yeah. It'll get a little bit easier the next day. It'll try in Jupiter, and of course, Jupiter tends to be a benefic and you know bring the bring the goodness. But it's as you can see right now, it's conjunct Lilith, <clears throat> oh. mm -hmm. and then it'll be conjunct Juno having that little conversation in Virgo. Right. There it is. It's moved moved just past Juno and Lilith now on the next day, Tuesday. Right. And so now it's in a trine to Jupiter, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then that will bring expansion of emotions and practicality, probably. And, and it'll be out of opposition with Saturn. It'll be in a sextile to Mars. So that's... that's yeah, Tuesday, I think the energy, from the moon's perspective, emotionally, it looks like it'll be a lot easier. So if you're trying to take action, maybe wait till Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and Vesta trying the part of fortune, that's, that's your spirituality. So if you've been, like, experimenting with spiritual faiths, if you've been um, doing some sort of practice or something like that, you might find some sort of fortunate gift or something that's excellent um, in result of that, okay? Um, some sort of gift that happens, you know, and it could just be as simple as, wow, my back is finally released after doing yoga for a week, okay? Like, <laughs> it could be something as simple as that. Um, part of fortune is, part of fortune in Scorpio is also a little bit mysterious, so um so it, it could have, be kind of mysterious but and it, you and it will recently have been conjunct the south node so wouldn't that mean like somebody from your past could suddenly offer you a job or um <clears throat> well because it's already maybe when it was on there yeah like earlier in the day yeah um that could have had something to do with it but then it comes into this trine so probably before it comes into the trine it may be um the south node in libra it could um the part of fortune moves kind of quickly so it's almost like the moon um and so you can also see that palace is opposite the north node palace athena which is uh all about your strategies so i'm just gonna say this has been going on for this week i wouldn't change your strategies right now mm. Um, it may feel like it's time to change your strategies, but just think about it right now. Don't actually change it. I would wait until Pallas Athena or the North Node move so that they just move out of opposition with each other. Mm -hmm. Because the North Node is your destiny and Pallas Athena is your strategy. So if you change strategies right now, it could just take you off your path a little bit that's mm. all that's all it's not it's not the end of the world and maybe you're meant to leave your path a little bit um but for some of us who uh think about uh the impact of our choices 
um i would just say be careful of that yeah yeah i would good, do that good advice there yeah so did you have anything else for this day right off nope okay lots of stuff going on on the eighth i don't can't uh, there's some blessing but there's also a lot of really challenging energy <laughs> i got the same thing mm -hmm. yeah so um uh, so basically, the moon is still in Virgo, just the last little part there, and now it's opposite Neptune in Pisces. So now it's um, on the positives, you know, it's conjunct Venus. There's a sextile to Ceres and Mercury and Mars and a trine to Uranus and Pluto. So those sound really great. That equals a mystic rectangle and you start to pull all of that together, you start to see that mystic rectangle. And <laughs> there's the Yod, which we've talked about, that finger of God, that faded energy that points to the North Node. And remember, we often talk about in astrology, mm -hmm. there are themes that pop out and the North Node being sort of your destiny. And it's being the base of that Yod is Cirrus and the moon. And it really, I would say Cirrus and the moon and Venus. Um, so really um, uh, looking towards your destiny. And there's, like I said, a lot of positives, but you can see those inconjuncts. Those are kind of challenges. Yeah, there's Explain a lot of inconjunct. Inconjunct is the same as a quincunct. I'm just using a different word. Um, I It's easier for me to remember what an inconjunct is because essentially it's almost an opposition um and but it's not quite an opposition and it is difficult but you can change it okay so it's hard to change an opposition you just have to learn to balance the two um and those are you know things that are completely directly across the sky from each other but in conjunct is like well you could learn to manage this better and it's not necessarily about balance where it's more about um almost kind of like a square but it's more intense than a square and so you have in conjunct saturn and venus which tells me be careful of how much money you're spending or the system in which you're doing money like if you're credit cards or it makes me think of credit cards because Saturn's about the system and Venus is about money. Um, and that's what it makes me think about right away is like, could, you know, how you're spending money on your relationship, maybe? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, it could be. Or just how you're spending money, period, in anything. Um, and be careful of that. Okay. And then the in conjunct North Node in the moon. Um, that's pretty much your destiny and how you feel about it. So you might be like, oh, I messed up my credit card. I forgot to pay this credit card. I totally screwed this up. Why am I such a dumbass? Okay, like that's that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking about on this day, especially with if if you used to give yourself a really hard time and now you're trying to be better at positive thinking in conjunct North Node in the Moon that's emotional okay and then then and then the south node in neptune is about having illusions that just because you made a little mistake doesn't mean it's the end of the world and i think that's like sometimes um what i think that's kind of like the overall theme like there could be a mistake in your system it could be about money it could be about other material things it could be about relationships and so whatever it is you might make a little bit of a mistake or there might be a problem and then you um exaggerate the impact of that problem and make it so much bigger than it is so that's what i want to say that's what i would be careful of on this day um just you know because the north node is about our destiny the moon is about our emotions and our intuition and you know it's in conjunct so maybe the moon is trying to say well maybe you should have listened to your the intuition i gave you a week ago or two weeks ago and then the in conjunct south node which is 
where you came from and the old way of doing things with Neptune that's kind of delusional sometimes where you're like this is because I'm such a dumbass and you're trying not to talk to yourself like that anymore okay so that's these inconjuncts there's a lot of inconjuncts in the sky those are the three ba main ones that I really wanted to talk about now Jupiter is trining Juno so there could be some good commitments or good changes that are happening. And so you need to, um, you know, be happy to celebrate those at the same time. Yeah, good. Yeah, but that's been going on for a couple of days now. And so, you know, there might be some contracts or something like that that have come into play. And I would say what I love to say, and it's in my book, The Dancing Hippo, be willing to be delightfully surprised. <laughs> If you walk around with that attitude, you get what you expect. So if you're willing to be delightfully surprised, something delightful might happen because of that mystic rectangle. You're not alone. You're held by the universe. You are more loved than you realize. And things can work out in ways you cannot imagine. So if you hold space for that, let it happen. Yeah. So I would just be careful on Wednesday. Just, just be gentle with yourself yeah how about that be gentle <laughs> all right so on thursday saturn is going to square the part of fortune for the day so that's again about your system and it can be about money it can be about it's in sag so it could also be about freedom maybe because you forgot to pay your credit cards that that has some sort of uh impact on you or impact on your freedom or because you didn't do something for your partner or something it's it's impacting your life somehow so so that's you know it's gonna probably have something to do with freedom or a feeling of freedom okay and um it's just for the day it's just for the day and then uranus will be in opposition of mars and ceres so Mars and Ceres are, are practically con, are coming sort of Mars is approaching Ceres pretty quickly over there in Scorpio and Uranus is in opposition over there in Taurus. And um, so, you know, Uranus is very sudden and quick. And anytime Uranus and Mars come together, I start going, okay, mm. what's going to happen very quickly and suddenly? Because Mars is the planet of war and Ceres is about nurturing. I would like to wish and, and pray for peace because that's just who I am. Um, but I recognize that that's not always how things come about. And Uranus is very much like a lightning strike and Mars is very much about war and action and you know everything we probably don't want to see more of right exactly yeah and it doesn't mean that it always brings that but because it's such a because it's such a kind of an intense and then on top of that neptune is still in conjunct the south node um it worries me a little bit it worries me uh with things with the things that are going on right now mm -hmm. yeah so now the moon is um in libra it's uh moving on from venus so they've had their conversation about you know libra and values and and relationships and what have you <clears throat> Of course, Libra is very artistic and creative, and Libra, of course, is ruled by Venus. And so um, it's cardinal air, just so you know that Libra is an air sign, which means they're thinkers. They consider everything carefully. So the moon is considering things. And of course, it's answering to Venus, which is it just had a long conversation with and um and it's aspecting it's in a trine to pluto which is nice so pluto is about transformation 
So there's a nice conversation. There could be, an, again, I'm willing to be delightfully surprised kind of thing there. Um, it is in a square to Vesta. So tell us about that. What would that mean? Because I don't Well, really I worry a little bit about the moon in Libra during this time with Uranus opposite Mars because Libra is also about justice and mm. fairness. Yep. And considering that's most of the time what drives war, frankly, um, is people think that they're being just and fair. So that worries me a little bit. But um, with it squaring Vesta, it's going to be not, in, not, it's going to be hard to overcome the challenge of aligning our emotions with our spiritual intention. So frankly, that makes me think about 99% of people on earth, even if you don't believe it's possible, would like there to be peace on earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, even if you think it's absolutely impossible for peace to be on earth because humans are natural fighter, natural at fighting each other. I understand that perspective. It's not my perspective, but some people have that perspective. Um, I, I always know what the opposite side, <laughs> what the opposite people, because I have a Libra moon. That's right. Okay. And the Libra moon always knows both sides of the story because then as a result, we can make a better choice. We can make a more just choice. We can make a fair choice. You can't make a fair choice if you don't know both sides of the story. And so that's the thing about Libra Moon. And it's squaring Vesta. So it may be a little bit harder for us to, um, we, we need to investigate. So remember that about Libra Moon. Uh, when you get to Thursday, if something comes up, just look at both sides of the story. Make sure you investigate both sides of the story. Get all the facts. Get all the facts. And remember, it's not just about is the information true. It's about is it is it necessary to share it? I, I had this conversation with somebody recently. And it was like, it's great that that's your perspective and your perspective is totally valid. Is it necessary? Does it help the situation to share what you have to share? Sometimes and if it we is. pause, we often, I find myself often go, yeah, you don't need to share that. You just, that's not going to help this situation right now. Right. And if any of us can pause for just a nanosecond before we're triggered, that is developing your level of consciousness to be able to take a breath and respond instead of react. Yeah, that's a that's a vital a vital vital skill that you could develop. Yep. Um, just learning to pause before you react. Yeah. So especially with Uranus opposite Mars, that's I'm just the saying. opposite. That's the opposite of that. Uranus opposite Mars is the reaction. We would like to find a pause, yeah. Um, you know, which yeah. is Vesta, which is, you know, some other things, um, but not not that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now November tenth, which is Friday, the biggest thing I notice in this guy now all the same stuff is pretty much going on, but what will come in is that the part of Fortune will move into a trine with Chiron, so. This could mean good things for you, like any kind of like healing modality. If you've been trying to heal yourself or others, um, if you are like a grief coach like me, or um, even if you're a medium, I would say, because mediums are healers, um, it's tr you're trining the, uh, you know, the part of fortune, which is but it's worldly it's in it's in Sagittarius and it might have a little to do with freedom so there might be part of you that finds some sort of emotional freedom or um or freedom in your work or something like that especially if you're doing some sort of healing or you've been working on healing yourself it's success in that department oh good I wasn't sure because the moon is opposite Chiron as well so 
Eh, well, you could you could question that, right? If the if at the same time you're in opposition, the moon is in opposition, but the moon is in Libra. So then what's going to happen is the Libra will go, well, it is better this way. So mm -hmm. it could be something like learning to draw a boundary, especially mm -hmm. with Sagittarius. You may be ready, aim, you may be ready, fire, aim. <laughs> you do something that draws a boundary and at first you think it sucks. And then later you're like, well, maybe that was a good idea. That was a boundary I needed to draw. Hell, that was probably a good idea. And that's great. That's, that's, that's healing. Yeah. And we're at that phase of the moon where what is it that we need to let go of? We're headed into the new moon phase. We're just shedding, shedding, shedding. You know, it'll be a new moon on Sunday. So it's a black moon on Saturday. So yeah, that's that final stage, I think, of some healing that can happen mm -hmm. in a good way, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully it'll be in a good way. And, you know, that opposition with Mars and Uranus perfects on Saturday. So, you know, Thursday to Saturday, hmm. I worry a little bit about yeah. Uranus in opposition to Mars. Yeah. It will perfect on Saturday. So I just thought I would bring that up and make sure that you know that it's more like Thursday to Saturday will kind of come into play on Thursday and then perfect which means it's at the exact degree on saturday and for the things going on in the world that could mean sudden things happening between that time it's nerve-wracking because um, it's square to pluto as well and pluto is transformation so it mm -hmm. just makes me a little nervous the weekend on the positive you have a, a trine to saturn so that feels like worth holding on to and it's conjunct palace, which when the moon is conjunct palace Athena, that's about strategy and how you feel about your strategies, which you were saying earlier. Don't be changing them midstream here. Hang in there. Just hold on to it. Maybe think about what you might do, but don't actually change them. And now be and now be setting your intentions for that Scorpio new moon. Okay? Yeah. Because the Scorpio new moon happens at 20 degrees on Sunday. It'll be a, a sextile to um, Juno. And again, you have that big old party going on right there, opposite Jupiter, opposite Uranus, mm -hmm. conjunct Mars. You have the sun, the moon, and Mars all conjunct and hanging out there at that 21, 20 degree mark. And, um, yeah, so so Scorpio, you're getting lit up again, just like, uh, you know. Well, there's two kites there, and it looks like um, it looks really like it looks like the moon. Is that a grand trine with that big? Plane? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a grand oh, trine in nice. Earth with the part of Fortune, Juno, and Jupiter. Okay. Now they're all in Earth. Um, mm. Jupiter is backwards, so that could be a little bit about like um putting your intentions ahead in order to in order to engage a grand trine you have to engage all the parts and juno and virgo is about practical contracts and um and uh contracts that heal or could be about feminist contracts but then the part of fortune in capricorn is going to be about probably about money um it's probably going to be about finances and the interesting thing is, is they're all three in Earth, and Earth tends to manifest physical things. But the interesting part about that is that part of the kite, so there's two kites attached to that, um, to that grand trine, and one of them is to the moon in Scorpio by itself there, um, and sort of, you know, pulling on the mysteries of Scorpio, mm. but it's also about the detective. Um, so Scorpio also is the detective. Um, Scorpio is particularly good at finding the root of things and knowing the root of things or knowing what the true source of something is, the truth seeker. And that's pretty much the energy of Scorpio. And with a moon there, that's gonna be very intuitive. For those kinds of things that I just talked about, mystery and 
you know, okay? And so that's where the kite is pulling into that, the grand trine in Earth. Um, and then it's also pulling towards Vesta, which is backwards in Cancer, which tells me again, you know, Cancer mostly wants peace. Um, Cancer, like Pisces um, and Libra, they kind of, they're kind of the peacekeepers of the Zodiac. Um, Libra avoids conflict at all costs. Um, and Cancer is kind of like, what are you talking about? What conflict? Okay. And Pisces is like, oh, let's, and the Pisces always wants to put themselves in the middle of things and create peace. Okay. And we have Saturn and Pisces hopefully trying to create some peace there. And then also with Vesta over in Cancer, pulling that kite. So maybe it will be like a ceasefire or something, okay? Um, I would like it to be a ceasefire. I would love to see that, although Uranus will still be in a direct opposition with Mars. So it could be a particularly passionate, drama-filled day. So I just want to With warn you to things. limit your news time, um, limit how much time you're watching things. You know, when when I was in my Saturn returns, um, was pretty much uh, uh, right before my Saturn returns was um, 9/11, and I was so destroyed by what had happened and so sort of like like shocked i guess or whatever it was very traumatizing for me sometimes i wonder if it was because like i was woken up to it um because i worked nights and it was like 10 o'clock in the morning or something and i woke up to it like what the fuck and then um i had to go get my son out of school and it was very dramatic and i watched the news for like a long time my dad had also died so I was very depressed and I spent a lot of time watching the news and what I'm going to tell you is it didn't serve me it did nothing for me in fact it screwed me it made things worse it made my depression worse it made um, my business crash that much more because I had zero energy to attend to it. And of course it crashed as a result of September 11th. And then there was just, it was like wham, 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 right? You know, and so I'm just saying you might not want to give it too much energy. Um, I understand that some of us just need to know that's fine. Get what you need to know. I don't recommend watching it. I recommend maybe listening to a smart speaker or a podcast or listening to it on the radio, but don't watch it. And then also I would recommend limiting it. So like for me, an hour a day is about as much as I can handle. Okay. And so an hour a day and then walk away because if you don't, you're not going to be available to help anyone. If something did happen closer, if something were to happen, even if you want to pray for peace, even if you want to send your energy, even if you want to send money there, you're going to be way more helpful if you limit how much time you are exposed to social media. Because if you haven't noticed, newscasters are really good at taking a little story and making it into, and not that they're making it bigger, it's a big deal, okay? I'm not saying that, but they talk about it for a really long time. And they repeat the same goddamn thing. They say the same thing, but they say it backwards. And, and then they say it forwards, then they say it sideways, and then they come from the other side. And that, to me, is just perpetuating the trauma of the news they're delivering. Okay? So I don't think that it's in your best interest to watch more, to watch too much news. Be careful. Um, 
If something happens, I'm sorry. I hope nothing happens. I hope I'm completely wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hope peace happens. I hope that's what happens. Okay. That's really what I'm interested in. So my friends, um, it seems to me like the beginning of the week is a little bit easier. And then as we go, it could get a little intense. Maybe by Sunday, it might feel a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah, I would recommend um, new moons are great times to set intentions. Set the intentions you want instead of instead of awfulizing or what ifing or just you don't even have to awfulize. All you have to do is look at the news for turn on the news and you're already in a state of like oh mm -hmm. um so i try to remember the point of power it's like if they have if i have no power in the stories that i'm hearing in the news then why am i giving them so much power in my life sometimes i do that like whoa i need to stop this isn't doing me any good and you're influencing me in ways that are not useful if it's keeping me from doing what I really need to be doing. So <clears throat> these feel like it, uh, the intensity feels like it's a little ratcheted up. It always does around eclipses. I just might remind you, I don't know if you are, have become aware of that, but eclipses, we talk about them because they tend to ramp things up, close things out, kick things off, change change whatever it is, eclipsing whatever it is that needs to be seen, be dealt with, what have you. So hang in there. We're wishing everybody the very best. And now let's hear what the cards might have to say. All right, let's take a look at the cards here. Let's pull three cards for us this week. Um, past, present, future. How does the... So From remember... Love, is love Pride Deck. This is the Love is Love Pride deck on Amazon. And um, each one of these cards is done by a different artist, okay? Different LGBTQ artist. And this first card is the Nine of Pentacles, which is very much about our resources. It's very much about bringing our resources to the stage. And it's very much about presenting our gifts, okay? And that's pretty much what this is here to remind you of, remind you of your gifts and remind you of the things that you've brought forward and the resources that you do have, because you do have a pretty decent amount of resources. And then this card here is the King of Swords, which is pretty much about holding your thoughts that, um, that are progressive, progressing forward. This is about thinking positively. This is about holding uh, here, you know, he, you can see he's holding a sword, but he also has like a rainbow sash on and he's also within a rainbow frame. Um, and this is very much about celebrating the positive thoughts. And, you know, think about the sage. Um, the King of Swords always reminds me of a sage because he's, you know, he's holding the sword of thought and he's doing it in a positive, stern, yet stable way, okay? He's stable. He's not um, trying to control anyone or anything like that. It's more about bringing the light and, uh, and what's right and what's the right thing to do. And so that's uh, in the now. And then this card which is the four of cups um is about now what you can see in the image is that there's a couple of guys and one guy's on his phone the other guy's got the remote they're very much relaxed they both have milk and cookies but a little bit of the milk has been spilled now we could choose to focus on the spilled milk or we could choose um to just leave the spilled milk and just allow it to be spilled and that's exactly what this is a reminder of, is that sometimes when shit happens, you just have to let shit happen mm. and just let it be. And sometimes we have to just let it go. Mm. And this is like a little bit of, you know, let it go, allow it to be what it will be. 
allow that spilled milk to be there the way it is. Hmm. Okay, so remember this has a lot to do with the resources in which you hold dear, the resources you've brought forward. Remember those resources are super important and um, you know they're a gift and they help bring forward other things and that's what they're all about with the Nine of Pentacles and the King of Swords is pretty much about the positive thinking and going forward and doing the right thing and as you are doing the right thing remember that it's okay to allow the spilled milk and leave the spilled milk in the four of cups allow some things to be spilled and it's it is what it is and we just kind of let it go valuable that's a good one wow all right well, we wish you all the very best uh, in your week, and I hope that you've enjoyed this broadcast. Be great to hear from you. How did your eclipses go? Is there anything that's challenging you in your chart that you want to ask, especially Hollis, about? <laughs> and thanks so much for sharing, and, you know, if you thumbs it up, that would be great, too. Yeah. All the best. All right, my friends. Bye-bye, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.